the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Crippen Celebrity Line, we go. Mike Claiborne is standing by. You hear him on Cardinal Broadcasts on the Mighty Mox and the Cardinal Baseball Network. You also see and hear his great work at the website and the Twitter page, which is Claves Online. Michael, great to have you with us this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, good win last night. And uh, I think we've gone through this enough, Randy <laughs> and Michelle, that just when you think, here we go. <laughs> There's a big thud the next day. So let's see how things unfold tonight. Claves, we were saying earlier, it feels like we're in a toxic relationship with the Cardinals. As soon as they have a game like Pittsburgh, we've packed our bags. We're ready to walk away and say we've determined what this is going to be. And then they come out last night and they have a performance like they did versus the team they're chasing. I just can't figure them out. And I can't quit them either. Well, you know, Michelle, um, that's what happens when you have a team that, that teeters around 500 most of the year. And when you have a team that's been inconsistent like this, you know, it, it's truly a love-hate relationship. And, and I don't think there's any doubt about the frustration that comes with that. Uh, we've all gone through it, and we all keep feeling like, yeah, you know, th- you know, they can do this and they can do that. And then all of a sudden they step on themselves and – then we go back to hating them again or disliking them. So it, it is what it is for this, this 2021 season. But with that said, there's still a ray of hope. Mike, when the Cardinals made the trades at the trade deadline for Jay Happ and John Lester, there were a lot of people that said, oh, these guys are terrible. And all I was hoping for was five innings out of these guys. Just get through five innings. If, if you allow four runs in five innings, five runs in five innings, hey, as long as you're keeping Oviedo and Woodford down in the minors and letting them pitch down there, I would have been okay with that. These two have given the Cardinals, I think, more than the Cardinals could have reasonably expected to this point. I agree with you, especially Hap. Um, that's a guy that I would certainly entertain bringing back next year. Um, I, I think you need depth. I think you need experience. And let's face it, Randy and Michelle, you know, the, the eight-inning, nine-inning pitcher is almost a dinosaur. So, you know, the, the issue, the challenge is making sure you have a bolstered bullpen that can give you those extra innings that the starters don't give you anymore. But, you know, they've given them more than I think anybody expected. Uh, but I think Hap has been a difference maker. And, you know, Lester, to me, has it's always been one pitch away from being really good and one pitch away from being in real trouble. And recently he's pitching with a little bit more confidence. I think the whole aura of pitching to Yachty and having a really good defense behind him has, has been a real huge plus for him. And, you know, again, he's chasing 200 victories, so he's trying to bear down also. I, what is he, two away now? So in that situation, uh, you're going to get the A game from this guy at this point in his career. 
Are you calling Adam Wainwright a dinosaur, Claves, the eight-inning pitcher? <laughs> I know he's 40, but come on. Yeah, you know what? He's a a, a, a pre-dinosaur, more or less, <laughs> because you know what? He He's a dinosaur by the calendar, but he's still a child by performance. So I'll go in that direction on him. And, and you know, you think about how many guys at this stage of their professional sports careers can produce like he has is, is something that you really need to step back and take a look at. And maybe because of the Bradys and some of the other athletes in other sports and how they've stepped up their game after the age of 35 is an inspiration to people like Adam and, and who knows who's going to follow him. Claves, I wanted to ask you about Alex Reyes. So the Cardinals said yesterday they're going to move towards a matchup-based approach and save situations. We saw that certainly last night. But I always think about spinning it forward to next season. Is there any concern with you about Alex Reyes uh, on maybe durability or longevity based on what we've seen this season if he is going to move into the rotation next year? No, I don't think so. And the reason why I feel that way is this is his first rodeo, okay, Uh, as a closer. And, you know, he was kind of pressed into that situation because of Hicks going down. And I think it's still a learning process for him. Now, granted, he's 27 on the calendar, but when you think about the lack of big league experience he really has due to injuries, uh, we're just now seeing a guy who's trying to figure it out. And I I like the matchup concept. I personally would have just thrown him back out there and said, hey, look, this is something you're going to have to fight through and figure out. Uh, if you want to have success in this game. But, you know, so far so good with the matchups. And, you know, Cincinnati, and here's something I want to give give uh, uh, Mike Schill credit for. You don't think that they looked at Cincinnati's record against left-handed pitchers and went out and found everyone they could find to make sure they have two of the three games with lefty starting? I mean, Cincinnati is abominable when it comes to facing left-handed pitching. and I don't think it was a coincidence that the Cardinals found two lefties in a three-game series that they could run out there. That's a great point. And if LeBlanc doesn't get hurt, it might have been three in a row. I agree. That's another guy I think I'd have to think about bringing back. Uh, I think he'd be a, a really plus factor coming out of the bullpen. Uh, maybe that long guy, maybe you have a, a five-inning guy one night, and here's a guy in LeBlanc that can give you two maybe three innings, and then you can get to the heart of your bullpen. Uh, another guy who I would certainly look at bringing back if he's healthy and wants to pitch. Mike, I think this is an easy fill-in-the-blank for you, but here it is. The Cardinals shortstop is? Edmundo Sosa. I don't think there's any doubt. I think he's accounted for himself extremely well uh, in both defense and his ability to be an offensive um, I won't call him a threat, but a contributor because he can move a runner along. He can get on base. He can go the other way with pitches. He's a difficult guy to try and defend because, you know, we see so many shifts going into play these days. But how many times have we seen Sosa go down the right field line or find a gap, you know? So he's a guy that can contribute. I think where you hit him in the order, I think is going to have a lot to do with his productivity. But overall, I, I think it's hard to say – why Paul DeYoung isn't your, your starting shortstop. I think Armando Sosa has taken advantage of the situation. It's kind of like a couple of years ago when Tommy Edmond walked in and took Matt Carpenter's job at third base. Yeah, it is. And the uh, last time uh, Paul DeYoung got a start was four games ago on the 25th here against Detroit. Otherwise, it has been uh, Sosa, Sosa, Sosa. So that's pretty telling. Yeah, and you know what? It, it would be different if if DeYoung was having any sort of consistency. But, you know, think about it. 
when has he been consistent over the last three years? He has. I mean, he's he's the same guy. He he doesn't walk a lot. He strikes out a ton. Now he can hit for power, but as we've seen on countless occasions, he's a streaky guy. And maybe you can have one or two guys like that. Maybe one or two guys in your lineup that are streaky, but. In his situation and where they try to hit him in the order, and think about he's hit everywhere in the order, and it just hasn't been as consistent as they needed to be. And, you know, let's face it, this is not a popularity contest now. This is a team, and somebody's feelings might get hurt, but you're trying to win. You're trying to get in the postseason. So if somebody wants to pout, and I don't think I could say Paul has done that, but I think overall you got to go with the hot hander at this point if you want to continue to play. Mike, whenever I bring him up, I always talk about what a good guy and what a smart guy he is. And I always say with all due respect. There's no doubt. I think he's one of the classier guys on the ball club, uh, as we've all talked about, a really smart guy, really bright yeah. guy, would have been in med school if he wasn't playing baseball. And it's something he's got to figure out on his own. Now, one of the things I think we run into with guys today there are so many people in a player's ear. You've got your own personal hitting guru. You've got the assistant hitting coach. You've got the hitting coach. You've got your dad who coached you somewhere. I mean, you've got so many people who think they know how to fix you. At some point, you had to turn it off. You, you, you just have to figure it out on your own because with all of those voices in your ear, I just think it turns out to be a real cluster that some guys just don't recover from. Claves, if you are the Cardinals, are you still exploring that shortstop market for next season? Yeah, you got to look at it, Michelle. And I, I, but I think for me, if you're not going to get Seager, then I'm not sure what you want to do because you need a left-handed bat. And you know how many left-handed hitting shortstops do you see? And when Seager's healthy, he's a pretty effective player. So I think I would start in that direction. Uh, and just see what it's worth because, again, you don't have to make a trade for them. And that's, I think, a key factor here. The Cardinals have made a lot of trades over the last few years, so they're a little thin in certain positions. So maybe a Seager is a guy you look at and say, well, yeah, let's kick the tires on him and see what's going on. Uh, and, and maybe he's a short-term investment because at some point you've got to decide on whether Delvin Perez can play for you or not. Right. I mean, here's a guy that they drafted at, what, 16 or 17 years old, and he's having a decent year in Springfield. I talked to their manager last week, and he said, yeah, you know, you can see the improvement. So is he the future? Because let's face it, at 6'3 and a half and 180 pounds, who's got a stupid range, now the offense is starting to come around. That's a guy that you plug in, and maybe he's your guy for the next five to eight years. Who knows? So maybe Seager's a guy that you have short-term. Um, but I think you have to really have a, a real look at what Delvin Perez is going to do for you. Yeah, that's a great point about Perez. You need to be sure, folks, that you subscribe to Claves Online on YouTube so that you get all of the material that Claves Online provides, including the daily Redbird, the daily cards with either Joe Roderick and or Rammer and or Claves. And a lot of great stuff happening all the time at Claves Online. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Now, this week we unveil Huddle Up with Howard. Howard Richards is part of what we do now, and uh, we'll do a podcast with him every week. It'll be on Thursday as we go into the college and NFL weekends, and uh, I'm looking forward to having Howard on board. You know, he and I have known each other since we were kids, and so we'll have a chance to have some fun with that, and I'm really excited about that as our football season is here.
And uh, Michelle has one quick line for the Cardinals. It's and it's not the old uh, Godfather line. It's she, she can't quit them. <laughs> I can't. You know what? I, I, I get it. You know what? It's like a, a old boyfriend or girlfriend that you you know. You know, you you know it, it can be better, but right. you know just when you think you've turned the corner with them, they do something that just pisses you off to the point you say, "Why am I doing this again?" No doubt, so I get it, Michelle. And I get it. Clave, your friends are sick of hearing about it at brunch. They're like, "You know who he or she is. You know exactly. the answer. It's right and in front of you." They keep trying to talk you out of it. They keep trying to talk you out of it, and then they say, "Well, I'm done with it. Yeah, okay, that's thanks. Right. Now I can move on with my life." That's but that, that's kind of what we're into at this point. But you know what? We love them no matter what, <laughs> yep. and we stay with them, and we'll, we'll try and hang in with this ball club and just see what happens. But I, I will tell you this. Uh, this offseason should be as exciting and as interesting as anything, and I would love to see baseball go the direction of the NHL and the NBA. When their offseason rolls around and free agency starts it, on day one, it, it's it's a slugfest, yeah. and, and I hope that – the Cardinals and some other teams, they, they know what they need. So go get it. Who, who needs to sit around and play games? Hey, Michelle, one quick thing. Yes. The crossing. Have you been there? Yes, I have. Great. I was there last night, and I got to tell you, that, that might be, that's now on my, on my, my top ten list. We need to go there, Claves. I love it. We'll do it real soon. We can commiserate the Cardinals together. <laughs> yeah. We'll hold hands and say, well, you know, it's really not as bad as it looks. Yeah, okay, right. We just got killed by Arizona or somebody <laughs> like that. So, you know, and those are the frustrating ones. You know, if you lose to the Dodgers and some of the good teams, you say, well, you know, hooray for them. They're a really good team. But when you start punting against uh, Pittsburgh or, or, well, Detroit's a better team, we should give them credit for. But the, the, the also rans that you know have surrendered the season and you've given it up to them, oh, that, those are the ones that just make you wring your hands. We get that second bottle of wine. We say, at least we're not the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy. We're happy because of the second bottle. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Gay. Have a great week. Take care. You too. That's Mike Claiborne. You'll hear him tonight on the Cardinal Network. And, of course, you can see all the great stuff at Claves Online, Claves Online on Twitter, ClavesOnline.com, or on their YouTube page. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. 
Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.